All right. Praise God. You know what? Hey, Mindy, are you ready with that video? I want to show you an old video. It's from a couple of years ago when Delonda and I were in Africa. Go ahead and play that. is our orphanage in Uganda and those are uh, some of the kids that are there in it we now have 13 kids there but I'll get into that in a minute why don't you stand with me the title of my message today is the art of being content the art of being content and we're going to read out of Philippians chapter 4 10 through 13 today but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Now that I speak in regard to that, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. And I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, I pray that your word would come alive inside of us. That, Lord, that we would find our contentment in you today. That, Lord, that we could be content in who you are and what you've done. And, Father God, that your hand would be upon each one of us today. Lord, that when we leave this place, that we know that in you we can do all things. Lord, that in you we can go through the tough times, the good times, 
the bad times, the hungry times, the, the full times, God, we, we're with you. And Lord, we can be content in your love, in your care for each one of us. We thank you for this time, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. You know, in, in this life, we don't always get what we want. How many of you get what you want? <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but if, if we keep reading in the book of Philippians here, we see that God will supply all of our needs. Amen. All of our needs. Everybody say all. All your needs, amen. And you know, a few years ago, I was on Facebook and chatting with Pastor Alfred, the man in the white suit. I was chatting with him and and he's like, you know, can you help us? I said, I don't send money to anybody I haven't shaken their hand, their hand yet. He said, well, then come over here and shake my hand. I mean, he's like, come on, just come over. We'll do a crusade, you know, we'll... We'll, we'll have a conference, a Holy Spirit conference, and you can come and shake my hand. And so Delon and I went, and his, his church became our church, and his people are people, and we're New Hope Uganda. We had a ribbon-cutting ceremony that day, and we did a parade. We marched into town. We marched back. They love parades over there, you know. And we went up and down that road, and, and uh, it was a great time. We cut the ribbon, and... It became a New Hope Church there in Uganda. And in Uganda, there's a lot of orphans. I don't know if you've ever looked at how many orphans are around the world, but in Uganda, there's a lot due to AIDS. AIDS have taken a lot of parents, and I, I just remember, you know, a, a few times that Alfred said, you know, what do I do, Bishop? They're, they're dying, and they're giving me their child. You know, the mom's saying, here, you take my boy and you raise him, you know. And so out of that happening a few times, it, it encouraged us to um, start Hope Again Orphanage. And when we went one time, um, Bob and Yolanda Myers went with us. And Yolanda brought enough money for the down payment to build the orphanage. And we started in and we built it there. And through the years, the last five years, we've been building, we've been adding on, we've been supplying the need there. We've been sending them kids to school. We've been um, paying for their food, their doctor bills. We've been paying for everything for these kids. They're our kids, they're your kids. Your, your money has gone to help these kids, it, to bless them, to get them through there. And... Um, you know, they have clothes, they had clothes, foods, beds, TV. We had lights there. We, we put in solar power. We put in a well with a generator to pump it up to the water tower so that the kids didn't have to go down to the river and get the dirty water every day. You know, I mean, it, it's really become a nice place. And when Yolanda Myers went with us at that time, that time, she said, she's looking around at this place and she's really going over and she goes, you know, this is nicer than the place I grew up in. Because she grew up in Guadalajara and she had like 10 or 11 brothers and sisters and they were very poor and, and it was just really tough. But we've done our best as a church and a ministry to, to make sure that these orphans are, are well taken care of. Well, this last Tuesday, I woke up to some text and very disheartening text. And um, the way that the police have said, 
is that rebels from the Congo, because the way our, or, where our orphanage is, is if, if this was the country right here of Uganda, the airport's right here in Entebbe. And then Kampala, the capital city's right there too. You go from Entebbe to Kampala. But our, our orphanage is over here on this side of the country, an hour away from the Congo. And they said that rebels from the Congo had come over and they broke into our metal gate there and that they chloroformed the kids in the home. Now I'm gonna get graphic today because I want you to know what happened. Maybe some of you have seen it on Facebook, seen it in the email I sent, but they proceeded to rape the girls, three girls the three girls in that video, that little girl in the white dress, the older girl, Patience, and Daphne, and Margaret. I can't, it's just so barbaric. Could you put that video back up? You don't have to put any sound to it. Just. Put it up. Okay, stop right there. And then gift the boy in the purple shirt right in front of Delanda. They beat him almost to death because he was crying. He knocked out his teeth, front teeth. That's him laying in the hospital right there. On Friday, he sent me an email. He said, Bishop, the girls have finally started talking again because of the trauma that they've experienced. I, I won't go into everything. I, I don't... We should not talk about such things in church. But they killed the driver of our van too. He was trying to stop him from stealing our van. So they stabbed him to death. He had two little kids. No mom. I asked Alfred, I said, what are we going to do with the kids? He said, they're ours now. I'm like, man, this is tough. Go ahead, go to the next slide. They proceeded to take everything out of the house except the bed frames. They took the mattresses, their foot lockers, their sheets, their bedding. They took their clothes. They took the furniture. They took the drapes. You can see the drape hangers. They took the drapes. They took everything out of that house. They took their pots, their pants, their cups, their spoons, their knives. They took all their utensils that they had in the house. They took their books, their clothes, their socks, their shoes. They took everything out of the house except for that one cabinet right there. That one cabinet I bought as soon as the house was done. That's the only thing they left besides the bed frames. They took the TV, they took all the solar equipment, solar lights, the cameras for security. Not that they did any good, but they took everything out of that house except the bed frames, that cabinet. 
that stuff can be replaced. But this is the evil that's out in our world today. This is what's going on in our world today. These guys broke across the border. They stole all this stuff. They killed our driver. They raped our girls. And they beat that little boy almost to death. Then they left. On Friday... The counselor that's working with us there. She said, you need to get them kids back in that house right away. Otherwise, they won't go back. So Alfred went out and he, he, he had to buy everything. And you can see right there, he bought it, everything. Dining room table, couches, chairs, pots, pans, Solar lighting again, so to light the place back up. I mean, we've done the best we could to protect it. There's razor wire on the block wall. You know, um, they've put a guard there. The country is, pay, is paying for a guard, but we have to feed the guard and take care of him there. And um, they put a TV back in there for the kids, and they got it all on credit. So now we just got to pay for it. Is that all the slides I gave you? Putting up the solar lights, bringing in the furniture. I have more slides. I had more slides that were very graphic. I didn't want to show you. Like I said, these, these things, you get the picture. And if you received an email from me, you know I've asked you to, to pray about what God would have you do. Because uh, he texted me today. He said, the girls have to take medicine. They have to take medicine so that they don't get AIDS, HIV, because, and it needs to be refrigerated. He says, we need a refrigerator. I have to get a refrigerator. I mean, what do you say? No. So he's picking up a refrigerator for it. He said, the kids are struggling. But they're back home and they're healing and they're talking. God is with them. Now you might be saying, Pastor, how do you deal with this in your heart and your mind? Well, I know when, when, when I found out and I told Delonda and I sat down and I shared with her on Tuesday morning what was happening, she started praying for the people that did it, that God would save them, that they'd repent, that they'd work for orphans the rest of their life. See, her, 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 her heart is just for people to get saved, to know God, amen, to find contentment in Christ Jesus, not contentment in what they've done. But they did get saved and they served the kids. Now, we live in a world that, that is full of evil people. People are possessed by the devil. I mean, you got to be possessed by the devil to rape a little girl like that in the white. I mean, that little girl, look at her. To beat that little boy, gift, knock out his teeth. You got to be possessed. And sometimes people like that run rampant and they perform every kind of evil act you could think of. And we do pray for their soul, amen? I pray for the, for the victims of this evil to be healed and to find their contentment in Christ today. 
You know, he is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. We sang about it. He's the lover of their soul. He's their healer. He's the one that can heal them and give them a chance at life. And that's who they need. They need Jesus, them little kids. And they all, they all love God. And you know what? They love you. You hear them. We thank you for the love you give us. Whoa, we thank you. They do. They love you. They, they are so grateful. Now, we can't take back what happened to them. I mean, this is, this is Tuesday. In staff meeting, we sat and we cried for an hour and a half just crying and praying and repenting. We were repenting because we felt so selfish for the things that we go through, that how we get so petty about things and how we, we think, oh, my gosh, look what I'm going through. But to see what that little girl right there is going through, that's tough. I know you didn't come to church for this today. I'm sorry. But they're not my kids. They're our kids. They're our kids. And they're beautiful. And they are so full of God. You know, so now we, we got to help them move on. We've got to help them forgive. If Alfred can't come here, I'm going to go there. You know When you look at the, the passage that I gave you today, Paul didn't have life easy. He didn't have an easy life. He thought he was doing God a favor when he was persecuting Christians. He thought, uh, you know, he thought he was right on the right track. He thought he was on God's side because he was religious. You know, religious people will do crazy things in the name of God when God is so far from what they're doing. You know, religion won't save you. Jesus saves you. Jesus saves you. Knowing Jesus does that. I think Paul was content in life and that he knew Jesus in a powerful way. He stopped being religious and started having a relationship with God and with the one who he met on that road to Damascus. Like I said, our orphans have a relationship with Jesus like Paul did. Paul was beaten and he was tortured for serving God. They even stoned him. They beat him with rods. They gave him lashes with whips. I believe that when they stoned him, they stoned him to death and God raised him back up and he dusted himself off and he went back into the city. I mean, he was brave. I was praying today. I said, God, let me be courageous like that. I may be courageous like that. Paul was amazing. But amazing is what Jesus did for us. He forgave them before he died. Amazing is what Stephen did as they were stoning him. And he looked up to heaven and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. I mean, we all know the word says that Jesus sat down on the throne next to the Father in heaven. But when Stephen looked up, Jesus was standing. I believe Jesus is going, yeah, you got it, buddy. <laughs> he was cheering him on. Stephen forgave him before he died. Paul forgave people for what they did, and then he moved on to another people group. He was content in Christ. 
because he knew Christ and he knew what he had need of. A little or a lot, Paul was good. A little or a lot, these kids are good. I mean, they send me a text once in a while saying, Bishop, can you help us with, you know, can you get us a cow? You know, so I bought them two cows. And then somebody came in and stole their cows. I'm like, who does this to orphans? So I bought them two more cows. Who breaks into an orphanage and rapes the girls and steals everything on that property that that's, they can get out of that house? Who does that kind of thing? Evil people. But now they gotta move forward. They gotta forgive. We have to forgive, amen? We gotta forgive in our hearts. I mean, right away, that's what Delon and I determined our to forgive. Because without forgiveness, man, there can't be healing. If we can't forgive, the wrongs happen. We're, we can't be healed. You know, because Jesus says, forgive and you'll be forgiven. Amen. So if we don't forgive, then we're not forgiven. And then we're bound up with all the junk in our life. We have to forgive. Amen. I mean, you, have you, you seen that movie, Machine Gun Preacher? That's in Uganda. That's what we're dealing with. Not that I'm going to take my machine gun over there, you know. But the scripture today is very clear. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This doesn't mean that I can leap tall buildings or we can fly like Superman or whatever, you know. What it means is that you can be tent in Jesus no matter what you're going through. And that's my prayer for our kids over there is that they can be content in Christ no matter what they've gone through this last week. We can't take back what happened to them, but we can help them through prayer and giving to them, amen? My Thanksgiving today is that they went back home. That they went back home. Is there a picture of them girls moving mattresses in? I didn't put that one in there. Okay. Uh, he sent me a whole bunch of pictures. He sent me a lot of stuff, but I, like I said, I won't show you. And he put, I hope you can handle this. But the kids are moving forward. They have to. They don't have a lot of choices. They got to move forward. And I'm sure they're going to face challenges, but they're moving. Amen. They're moving. We find contentment with Christ when we're moving towards him. You know, if we keep him at a distance and we try to work out things on our own, chances are we won't get there with it. We won't find that contentment if we keep him at arm's length, amen? You remember this scripture, it's through Christ, it's through Christ. I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's where we can find that contentment of who God is in the good times and the bad times, you know, in the suffering times, in, in the, the times of having enough, of not having enough. We can find contentment in Christ because of who he is, amen? It is in Jesus that we get our strength. We have to remain in him, amen? We have to stay connected. You know, John chapter 15, it says, abide in him. Stay connected, abide, connect with God, amen? Connect with Jesus. I mean, when it's abiding, it means, come here, Delonda, when you're abiding in Christ, you're, you're, you're like, you're, you're abiding. You're, you're connected. 
You're connected. There's no, there's no separation. Where you go, he goes. Where she goes, I go. Amen? <laughs> I'm pushing you around. <laughs> Thank you, honey. <laughs> but that's, that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to abide in him, to connect with him, so that we grow in him. Amen? So that we can go through the tough times. Liz stood up here today. Liz had a sore throat today. I'm, I'm standing, I'm laughing. I'm like, in Christ, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ. That's what I'm thinking when, I, when you're up there singing because it's like, you're going high. I'm like, how high is she going to go right now? I'm like, oh my gosh, she's got a sore throat. Really? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, she says. Jesus is your strength and you're content in him. You keep going. That's my prayer for our kids in Uganda today, that they keep going, that they can get through this tough time. They can get past. I I know it's only going to be Jesus. I know it's only going to be by the grace of God they get past us. I, I know it's him. I mean, when, when I'm in Peru, they tell me that they molest the kids in the Amazon River jungle to, to, to possess them. And so I, I'm praying right now. I told Alfred this morning, I said, you need to pray over those kids every time you see him. He said, I am, Bishop. I am, I am. I said, you need to lay hands on them every time you see him and just pray over them. Pray that evil off of them. Pray that the, no weapon formed against them would prosper, that their whole chains would be broken. Amen. But when we find contentment in Christ, it doesn't mean that we stop growing. It means we keep building on it, amen? We keep building on the relationship. It means we press even more into him. We seek his face with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. We go after him, amen? We don't let up. We can't let up in this life. We can't relax our relationship with Jesus. We've got to press into him because the devil goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He looks for an inch. He showed me where they broke the gate in. They broke the gate in the back gate they broke it in on the bottom and the and the men came in that way it just a little bit that's all it took for them guys to get in there that's all the devil's looking for is a little bit in your life to get in on so that he can try and destroy you but when you find your contentment in jesus christ it's not going to work can i hear an amen we got to keep building Let Jesus bring the rest for your soul, amen. Let the peace of God come to you so that you find rest in Christ, that you're so content in him. As I was writing this, I was thinking of how John, the disciple, in the Last Supper, just laid on, on Jesus, just leaned into him. That's how we need to live. We just need to lean into Jesus. Just lean into him and, and love him, amen. You know, the whole first part of Philippians there, chapter four, it's about how to find peace. And the the first thing is he's telling people, you you gotta be in unity. You gotta get along. You can't have divisions amongst you. You gotta get along, amen? You gotta have that unity. And then then he says, "You, you, you need to encourage one another to get along. 
Encourage one another towards living a righteous life. Encourage one another to putting down your differences. Encourage one another to love each other. We know that through our memory verse. If we know God, then we can love one another. Amen. If we don't love one another, we don't love God. The love of God is not in us. We need to encourage each other in love, amen? And I know it's challenging sometimes. It's really hard to love these, these guys that did this. But I pray that God would save their soul today. I pray that they would see the cruelty that they did. I pray that they would repent and turn to God, that they would serve the orphan the rest of their lives. I pray that God would do a supernatural outpouring for them to touch them, to heal them, to deliver them from the evil that's in them so that they'll never do it again. And then in Philippians, it tells us to rejoice. Rejoice when? Always. Always rejoice. Man, <laughs> you, know, you know how tough it is to write this stuff? When, when, I mean, Tuesday, I was so brokenhearted. I was so torn up by this. And, and, and then the Lord says, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice, amen. So that's, that's what I do. I just rejoice. I, re I don't rejoice in anything that happened there, but I rejoice that they're still alive. I rejoice that God is with them. I rejoice, I rejoice, I rejoice in the Lord. I rejoice that God's gonna get them guys. I rejoice that God is gonna touch them because the next thing it tells us, it tells us in Philippians 4 is it says, it says, let your gentleness be known to all men. Be gentle, be gentle. Start being gentle with people. Be gentle with your kids. Be gentle with your loved ones. Be gentle with your family. Be gentle with your friends. Stop being harsh. Be gentle, amen. Let that love of God come up and out of you and stop being rude and crude. Be gentle. God's calling you to be gentle. If you want to know contentment in Christ, you got to be gentle. People are turned off by meanness. And then number five, they're pray. Pray, 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 pray. This Wednesday, we have VIP prayer and worship. Come this Wednesday. Don't sit home. You got time. It starts at 630. Eat your dinner. Get down here. Come and pray. Come and seek the face of God with us. Amen. Come and get rejuvenated in the spirit. Be refreshed in God. Come and pray together. Let's just storm, man, the gates of hell and take back what the devil has stolen. Amen. Let's just come together in unity of prayer. When we're united, encouraging, rejoicing, we're gentle, we start praying. God starts moving. And that's what we need. We need to come together in a spirit of prayer. He says, pray. Everyone say, pray. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, pray. Pray hard with thanksgiving. There it is, number six, thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Come with thanksgiving, amen. Come to the Lord with thanksgiving in your heart. Now, I know we live in a fallen world. And I know there's a lot of evil going on. but I am so thankful that we have God. I'm so thankful for what Jesus has done that one day we'll meet him in the air and we will go and be with him, amen? I am so thankful for that. And then he said, meditate on good things. 
He said, he said this, finally, brother, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. Meditate on those things. I don't want to meditate on what those evil men did to those kids. I want to meditate on the healing. I want to meditate on the victory. I want to meditate on seeing them girls arise and shine for the light has come and the light is coming to the world to fill each one of us. Amen. I want to meditate on the goodness of God. Amen. Because then it's then it's only then that the peace of God comes. And it's then that you find yourself being content with who God is in you. If you don't get to that point, you'll be sad. peace of God will fill you. you find such great contentment in you. And you'll see how Christ enables you to do all things through him. You'll see it. You'll see it. It'll come alive inside of you. You'll see it. It'll just give you such strength. You'll be like, wow. That's what my prayer is for our, our kids up there. Put that Video back up there. Yeah, for them. Them kids. You can stop it there. It's tough to watch that video this week. But it makes me remember the good work we're doing over there. We have, because we've taken in the driver's children, we have 13 orphans there now. We have 30 churches there. I mean, it's a very poor nation where everything has gotten very, very expensive. So I'm going to ask you today to give an offering. I'm going to ask you to to dig deep. We'll find out this week what they're going to do about what the insurance company is going to do about our van. Praise God we had insurance, huh?
I think right now they've spent almost $29,000 replacing everything in the house. You know how big their offering usually is? Maybe 10,000 shillings. You know how much that is? Three and a half dollars. So today we're going to take communion too. And remember, communion is a time for remembering. I remember this. I remember videotaping this myself, standing out in front of the house after we had, uh, Delanda and I brought them a couple of suitcases full of shoes and socks and, and uh, T-shirts and things just, just to bless these kids, backpacks, whatever we could bring that day whatever we had room for. But we want to remember what Christ has done to bring us to a place of contentment and peace. To a place that we're not moved off of our spot in Christ, but that we stay standing. We stay not moved by what the world does, but we stay on our spot, amen? As I said, when we found out what happened in Uganda this week, we cried and we prayed. And we repented for being selfish. But I believe that here in America, I believe that America is blessed as a nation because we've given. Not just us, but the American church has sown seed into the world. We've sent more missionaries, we've sent more money to the world to tell people about Jesus. We've, as a country, as a nation, we've done that. And I believe that that's why God has been protecting us. All the money that's spent on missions, it's just been incredible in this country what we've done. And I believe God has been covering new hope because of that. All the money we send to the mission field, all that we've done missions wise. And today I, I just want to do two things. I want to sow into Uganda in this basket right here. And I want to remember what God has done for us through communion. How he died for us. How he forgave us of our sins. How he's healing us. How he's healed us. He's a wonderful God. I can remember Delonda telling me that when she went some, through some things before I met her that were very harmful and hurtful to her. How God showed her one day how he was right there with her. And he healed her and he delivered her and he gave her strength. I know he can do that for our kids in Uganda. And I know he can do that for you today.
You may have gone through some tough things, some challenging times. You may be right in the middle of them right now. And you may have been acting out because of what has happened to you. And my prayer is, is that these kids will get free in Uganda so that they won't act out by what's happened to them. Their counselor has been wonderful to work with them. But we know that it's in Christ we find that freedom. It's in Christ we find that contentment to make a stand with Jesus. And if you, if you can't give today to this, that's okay. Don't, don't give to the GoFundMe on, you, on Facebook. Don't give there. You, you go online to New Hope and give there because that's going to take a while to get. Give to the church for this. I, I, I know people right now that are, <laughs> some lady sold baseball cards. A lady sold baseball cards and brought me the money on Friday afternoon. I sold some baseball cards. Here you go. There's people out there trying to raise money for me, for us to, to do this. But when we remember today, let's remember what Jesus has done. Let's take it in today. He died for us to give us life. He died for our kids in Uganda to give them life. Yes, Lamarice. Give, if you give online, give into the Dropbox Uganda. And we send every penny to Uganda. We don't try and hold anything back. So Robert and Victoria, well, wait a minute before you come. I'd like us to pray. Would you bow your heads with me? Maybe you're here today and you need to come closer to Jesus. You, you know you've been trying to fight some things on your own and you need to get closer to God. And you want to move that way today. I want to pray for you. If that's you, just wave at me and raise your hand right now. You want to move closer to God today. Anybody here today? Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Praise you, Father. Father, you've seen all the hands, Lord. We all need you, Lord. We need to get closer to you, God. We need to just surrender all to Jesus. Lord, and I pray today that you forgive us of our sins, Lord that you wash us and cleanse us. I pray that you heal us today, God. I pray that, Lord, that you heal us of wounds that we may have in our life, God, that have tripped us up, Lord, that you deliver us from those wounds today in the name of Jesus, that your love would come down and just wash over us today by the power of the blood of Jesus. Lord, that we'd be set free today. We love you so much, Lord. We thank you for caring for us. And we pray for our orphans in Uganda, Lord. We know they're not orphans, Lord, because you have accepted them. You have adopted them into your family.
Lord, I pray that you cover, protect, and keep them. You wash over these kids, God, that you even could erase the memories of this God from them. The Lord, that they'd be that healed. That healed, Lord. And I pray that for every person here today, God, that they'd be that healed, Father. Your healing, God, flowing from your throne, filling each one of us today to heal us and deliver us, God. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Robert and Victoria, if you'll come. Now they're going to stand here with the communion plates and I'm going to invite you to stand with us and come and get communion. But as you come, if you could drop your offering in this basket right here in front of me and get your communion and then we will take it all together after everybody's been served. Stand and come. Put the giving thing on on the screen, please. Father, we lift this offering to you today. We pray that the God of more than enough would supply all that we have need of for them kids, God. And Lord, that you do a supernatural work, Father. That you heal our kids, God. That you heal them, Lord. I pray that you just wipe out the memory of this day, God. And Lord, we know that things can't replace what happened to them, God, but I pray that it helps today, God. I pray that they feel safe there once again, God, that Lord, that your angels would protect that place, God. Supernaturally, God, do a work there. Supernaturally, God, do a work there. 
We thank you this day, God, for your love for the orphan. And Lord, and give us all strength in this day. In Jesus' name. believe this is what Jesus was bruised for what he was broken for 1 Corinthians 11 23 says I pass on to you that which I received from the Lord himself on the night when he was betrayed the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it then he broke it in pieces and said this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me. Take and eat. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your body being broken for all of us. I speak life into this place today, life into every person here today, Father. The same way he took the cup of wine after supper saying, this cup is a new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread, drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Take and drink. We thank you for the blood, Lord. The blood washes over us. I pray, Lord, that you wash away our sins. You wash away sickness and disease in every one of us today, God. That sickness would not have a hold on any of us, God. I pray for my friend Curtis over there, God, that you touch him today. That you heal his body. You give him strength, rejuvenation, God. You rejuvenate his bones, his body, Father, like never before. Lord, as he's made a commitment to you, God, I pray your mighty hand come upon him and touch him today. That you deliver him from all the sickness and disease, Father God, that's tried to grip his body. That you make him free today, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For every one of us, Lord. For Jim, God, continue to resurrect him, empower him today, God, empower him. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for Philomena's testimony today, God, that the devil couldn't have her. Jesus, 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 but God, but God. And Lord, we know that if it wasn't for you, Lord, we would have lost them orphans. But God. Pray your protection over them today, Father. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a big hand today, huh? Liz is going to come and give you the announcements today.